the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of Sideline Sanity with me, Michelle Tafoya, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There has never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Go to LegacyPMInvestments.com. LegacyPMInvestments.com. Coming up, I have two special guests. You might recognize their names. Ken Rutgers. Ken Rutgers, who played football for the Green Bay Packers, and John Stockton, just a simple Hall of Fame basketball player. If you need a reminder, here, take a listen. I do know that I played 30 years competitively, um, three at St. Aloysius, four at Gonzaga Prep, four at Gonzaga University. In all those years, not once, never, was I the best player on my team. So why are they on the show today? Well, both of them have taken a lot of heat for speaking out against vaccine mandates and mask mandates. Ken Rutgers has a wife who has suffered from a vaccine injury. John Stockton is outspoken and believes in freedom of medical choice. They've put a lot on the line to just say what they believe and take the slings and arrows that come along with it. And so They've been called names like crazy and lunatics, and are they? Let's find out. For nearly three decades, she's reported the action from the sidelines. She started very young. She's covered the NBA, NFL, Olympics, and the college football and basketball national championships. And now, during these insane times in our world, Michelle Tafoya thinks we need a serious dose of sanity. This is Sideline Sanity with your host, one of the sanest people on planet Earth, Michelle Tafoya. It is an honor to have both Ken Rutgers and John Stockton here with me on Sideline Sanity. You two got connected through a variety of means, but really through Ron Johnson, the senator from Wisconsin, right? That he has been very active in supporting people with vaccine injuries. Ken, quick description of your wife's injury. What has she endured? Yeah, she took the first Moderna shot and within 24 to 48 hours, she had swollen lymph nodes, tingling and numbness on her scalp and moved to her face and then down her arms. So that, that was the primary initial reaction. And I'm sure she's asked doctors, what what happened? What's wrong? Could this be associated with the vaccine? What has she been told? Yeah, well, she found a, some, a really good neurologist, a uh, really good homeo, uh, homeopath. Uh, yeah, they believe it's it's um, something related to the vaccine. She still has these neuropathy conditions today. And uh, that, those, that stuff is no joke. Uh, for anyone who hasn't dealt with it, it's really no joke. John? You've endured a lot of ridicule, frankly, for what you've said about vaccines and mask mandates. Why did you want to jump into this with both feet? 
my little history behind that, I, mine goes way back and I kind of had my eyes on this ball for a long time and, and I've had a healthy distrust for what the vaccines are, what their claims are and, and what their damages are. Um, and then COVID rolls in and just kind of fit right into everything that I've been learning over the years, both through reading, reading, learning, talking to people, but also personal experience with family members. I, I, I mentioned that my father was a yearly uh, Fuvax guy uh, because he knows that he's an elderly man. It was an elderly man. And they said, well, you, you need to do it to protect him. Well, three times in a row, three years in a row, three days afterwards, he goes into sepsis. I mean, we almost lose him three years in a row right after the shot. Which, which I knew, I knew the, I mean, I didn't know it was going to be that severe, but I know these things happen and they happen more often than not. And they're often not reported. So I was kind of geared up when COVID hit, then they, then they start taking away our freedoms one after the other. They forced with a mask, which as you know, is like giving a, a, a chain link fence to, to keep mosquitoes out. It, it doesn't work. And they're being forced on us. Testing's being forced on us. Uh, mandated medicines, whether it's even a vaccine or not, we could get into that were forced on us. And so I, I just felt like I have a duty. I, I, I know these things. I have to start opening my mouth a little bit and tell, start telling people what I know and they can make their own choices. Well, that's what's interesting about this. I, I, I love that you're both willing to take the, the arrows as we talked about uh, off camera, Ken. It, it, it is. It, anyone who criticized, who questioned, just questioning the whole thing, you would get just obliterated on social media or the press. I mean, the, John, what you've been through, what people have said about you is really amazing. It's though they think you are a one-dimensional person, that all you know is basketball. And you've talked about the fact that you've been researching this for a long time, and people make fun of that. What's your life been like since you decided to step up and make these, you know, stand up for these things and say, you know, even to your university, um, fine, you can take my season tickets. I, I, I don't want to wear a mask in there. Well, it's been good, actually. Uh, the, the arrows that you take, first of all, when people throw the arrows, they have to make a statement for themselves. They have to come out sort of publicly and say, no, I think the vaccines are good for you. I think losing our freedoms is good for you. And to me, I, that exposes their way of thinking more than it exposes mine. And, uh, and frankly, when I walk down the street and I see people and I get. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. I think literally every day. Wow. Um, I think we're still vastly in the majority of uh, people that will think for themselves, and uh, I feel good about it. So I, I, the arrows haven't bothered me. I've played long enough. You know how it is. Uh, wow. The truth isn't always out there, and, and you're going to get ripped, but uh, it's all part of the game, and, and I'm okay with it. But, again, they have to, they have to show their spots first. 
Yeah, well, that is true. And Ken, just how is your wife doing now? Well, you know, she's had to change her diet to a low inflammation diet. Um, her her uh, peristhesis has moved, you know, throughout her whole body now. Um, some things are better. Some things are managed. Um, some things, you know, have gotten a little worse, but she's still dealing with it. I mean, she's it's it's taken a major a major life adjustment. So thanks for asking. Uh, no, I it's I met a number of women here. I live in Minnesota and who put me in touch with you, by the way, Ken, and and mentioned your relationship with John Stockton. So I've seen these vaccine injuries. Now, the thing is, is I guess we're having trouble. Are we proving that this is vaccine related? Where, where do you think we are on that, Ken? And then I'll ask the same question to John. Yeah, I, I think I think we're we're awakening. You know, I think the public and John mentioned it earlier. You know, I think we're there are a group of people that are waking up out there. They've they're started to see or they know people uh, in their family or friends that are starting to have weird reactions, and they're starting to say, "Yeah, this is more than coincidence." I mean, this is this is more rampant than 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 an occasional. You know, like when the athletes started. Um, dropping, uh, collapsing on the field to play, and some of them dying. It was. It seemed like, wow, this looks like a heightened uh, occurrence. And then, you know, of course, the pushback from the media. In fact, uh, John got hammered. Uh, yeah. You know, when he came out, uh, Johnson got hammered. I did a, a piece with a fact checker from the Washington Post, uh, and I, now you're starting to see. Recently, uh, just recently, the FDA has come out and admitted, yeah, uh, we've got some blood clot issues. They came out over a year ago and said, yes, pericarditis and myocarditis. So it's slowly, you know, our, our health institute, our government health institutions are finally starting to say, OK, um, and people are starting to wake up. John, again, I'll, I'll pose this to you because it, you really did get hammered and you know people have talked to kareem abdul jabbar about you and you supported kyrie irving whom a lot of people thought was nuts and you know just how do you think the you mentioned that people are thanking you but in terms of policy and in terms of where we are as a as a as a society responding to this stuff where do you think we are we're we're behind <laughs> that's for darn sure um I mean, we talked about what, what, what's been the cause. People don't realize that if you don't report it, if the VAR, VAERS is a very poor way of keeping track of it, if you yes. don't report it within the first 24 to 36 hours, it isn't recorded. And Henry Aaron, for example, did a public service announcement 18 days later and had and got vaccinated and then died. And there's never that was never mentioned. So people are starting to ask questions, and I think those things are coming out. I think that... Uh, uh, Twitter loosening up, they're starting to see the level of censorship that that took place. Um, and, and it causes most people, even the ones that aren't actively thinking every day, to, to go, wait, what? there's something going on here. And uh, they're starting to ask those questions. So when they learn that, that the VARS doesn't really announce even 1% of the actual, when people are dying 14 days or seven days or even four days after the shot, that it, it still counts, but nobody's tracked that just like they haven't for years. And again, like I said, they, I, I feel like I've been led to this for a lot of years. It's always been the case with vaccines. You know, I, I would be derelict if I didn't ask you this question, John, because uh, 
there's there's one article here and and quite a few of them mention this that you you claimed that 100 150 athletes have dropped dead be, since the vaccine came out where did you get that information well i got it from a lot of places otherwise i would have never had the confidence to share it that that's the beauty of it is i i mean i I have quite a system that I go through before I open my mouth, especially with statistics. And I knew at the time 150 was dramatically low. And uh, I mean, I thought it was in the area of 300. So when, when, when I went and spoke at the spokesman review, we had a nice interview and they asked that. And of course, whatever factchecker.org or .com is came out and said, well, that's baloney. Um, I went back and looked again. I have names, pictures, faces, um, where they played. Of, I had over 300 at the time. So I felt pretty secure with my little 150. And yeah. uh, again, when people had to come out and argue that I, I had the proof in my hands, piece of paper with their names. So, um, and it's been, it's way more than that now. I mean, I, I think it's in the thousands now, but uh, don't quote me on that one. I won't quote. Okay. We're not quoting John on that one. No, no I'm not saying thousands, but it might be. It's a big number. It's, um, you know, I just ran into someone the other day and she told me that her husband, 45 years of age had a stroke and they couldn't figure out why they did ran all the tests and so forth. And she said it was about, you know, six weeks after the vaccine that he took. And she, she kind of thinks there might be something to that. And we have seen, as, as you mentioned, a lot of the heart disease, a lot of the myocarditis, the, the, those things cropping up. And it seems too, too much of an incidence to be coincidence, you know, to be just, it just seems like the numbers can't can't lie, and we have so many people, experts talking about this now. Doctors, statisticians, people who are in the field who are saying, you know, we got to pay attention to this. And, and and frankly, the vaccine, you know, they told us it it would stop transmission. It didn't. They tell us to keep getting boosted. We see people getting boosted, and then they get they get COVID again. So it's. I think the hesitancy is is logical, Ken. Don't you? I, I do, and I, you know, I, I think back to to Aaron Rodgers, the Packers quarterback, mm-hmm. when he, you know, when the spotlight was shined on him, and just like John, you know, the information's out there, right? Uh, we have access to using our own critical thinking. We may not be doctors. Um, I mean, I am a PhD, but not in the medical field, but. <clears throat> You know, it's using critical thinking and looking at the science. And then you get, you know, you know, uh, reporters. I mean, I remember Terry Bradshaw and I like Terry Bradshaw. I mean, he was one of my favorite quarterbacks when I was a young kid growing up playing football. And he's hammering uh, Aaron Rodgers for taking horse pace. And he has no idea because he's not done his own research on it. And Aaron has. And, you know, it's like, hey, right on, Aaron, if that's what you want to do. And Aaron went through all of the protocols that, that he was, uh, you know, mandated based on the, on his decision. So I, I think the, the numbers and the science are there. And I think those numbers and science, you know, it's starting to come out. The studies are starting to come out. The trial data from Pfizer is starting to come out and, and belie the old narrative that we have, uh, that, that it's safe and effective. And I'm not sure what, how we as a society define safe is like a hundred percent safe, 97 we don't really talk about that. And you right. mentioned that too, Michelle, about, yeah, there's been some some drops in the efficacy and, and the transmission rates. It's the whole narrative around this ha- is maybe one of the scariest things, only because 
you had to agree or keep your mouth shut. And I admire you two for your courage on this. I want to talk about that part of this whole, this whole issue of not being able to ask questions. We're going to get into that right after this. There has been a lot in the news about cryptocurrency. There's been a lot in the news about the stock market just taking a nosedive. There's been a lot in the news about inflation and gas prices. And you've heard it and you've heard it and you've heard it again. But maybe now that means this is a good time to check out gold and silver. Legacy Precious Metals can answer all your questions about investing in precious metals, specifically gold and silver. See, gold provides a hedge against inflation. It protects against a weakening dollar. It is the one currency that is used globally and has the same value everywhere you go, maybe with a smidgen of variation, but a smidgen. So how do you find out more about investing in gold and silver and how it might work for you? There are a couple of ways. You can call Legacy Precious Metals. Speak to one of their IRA experts. They're at 866-528-1903. I'll give you that number again in a minute. You can also download their free investor's guide at LegacyPMInvestments.com. A lot of people compare these days to what we saw back in 2008. And in 2008, those who invested in gold saw significant gains and others lost their retirements. So maybe it's time to pick up the phone, talk to Legacy, find out all of your answers to all of your questions. They'll be happy to talk to you. They are educators first and foremost. So 866-528-1903, 866-528-1903. My dog Jersey agrees. He's saying, do it now or get their they're download their free investors guide at legacypminvestments.com legacypminvestments.com so i remember guys i um i saw an article in newsweek or in it was a, written by a, a doctor who felt that you know there was a I think it was the hydroxychloroquine. He thought, you know, this was going to help. If, if it was administered early enough, it could help patients who were sick. And I put it on Facebook and I said, why are we all just denying or just saying this is baloney when this doctor is, is believing in it? And I, the, the blowback I got for raising the question made me leave Facebook temporarily, but I let, I was like, this is not, this is ugly. I mean, this friends of mine are, are calling me things that I, I'm like, what? So th this is what's bothered me the most. I think about this whole thing outside of the fact that people can like your wife and, and people that I've met have actually been injured by this thing. But the, the fact that we couldn't ask questions, the fact that there was this, it, it's almost like a movie you know, we'd get our COVID updates every day from the White House, and there would be Dr. Fauci and Deborah Burks, and we'd listen and we'd just obey. And questions be damned. John, what what does that say about <laughs> this kind of this power um, balance between government and people? Well, it's a little bit scary. I remember sitting on the couch with my dad. We, he was always fascinated with with Germany in World War II, he was he, that was his age group, and, and how how that came to be, and how they were able to use fear to dominate a society, and, and you know make some of the atrocities that that are, are now famous, and and uh, 
So maybe I had my eyes open for that, but it doesn't really matter whether the, the, the vaccine is effective or safe. It doesn't matter if, if Ken's right, you're right, I'm right, or anybody else right. What, what, only, what matters is that we've willingly given away our freedoms. We've willingly given people the right to test us with an invasive test that, that was, had a negative efficacy. You were wrong. They were wrong more than they were right, whether you even had, didn't even test for COVID. We allowed that. Then, based on that false data, we had a choice. You could either lose your job or take a shot that was often deadly. We talked about the blood clots. The blood clots aren't blood clots. There's, it's something different. You hear the medical people talking. They can use different words than I can, but it isn't even blood clotting. It's a, it's a, it's a plaque or something that's in there. So um, none of those things matter. What matters is that we realize and say, look, never are we going to give up our freedoms again and allow medicine to take over, not allow us to speak, not allow us to question. I mean, really, that's what science is, is the, is the, the right to question. Um, and if that's gone, we don't have much of a, of a country. And this is, I mean, people are going through shark-infested waters to get here. We may be the last bastion of hope to fight this, but we've got to fight. It's got to be kind of everybody fighting for just not giving up those freedoms, no matter what. Yeah, Ken, I, I you know, I've had so many experiences with people just <clears throat> saying, how can you say that? What are you thinking? Are you stupid? Are you selfish? Are you this? You know, my brother did not want to get vaccinated. And when I was a guest on The View, uh, you know, he was called when the cameras weren't rolling many names by the people around me on the set of The View. And um, I thought to myself, he's an American. He's a human. He has a choice. He has a brain. He's making his own choice based on what he wants for himself. But you were called selfish if you didn't want to wear a mask. You were called selfish if you didn't want to get the vaccine. And that you weren't protecting or caring about other people around you, that you were grandma killers, all the names. And we can't forget this. It's, you know, it, 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 this was just in the last few years. We can't forget what happened and how many people just said, I'd rather not talk about this at all than go through the slings and arrows that you guys are taking. I'd just rather quit Facebook or just not repost anything or not ask questions. And John's right. Without questions, science doesn't work. Well, yeah, not only science doesn't work, but, but you know, having an uncensored voice is so critical to democracy and freedom uh, and being able to do that. And, and of course, you know, it, it's pretty classical what we've been through to some degree. It's we, we have most a lot of people have not experienced this in their lifetime. But, you know, the othering of groups, the tribalization, the balkanization yeah. within our society and. And people that are wearing the masks are in one tribe and people that aren't are in another tribe or people that are speaking out um, and saying you need to take the shot or in the one tribe. And, and the others are saying, hey, I don't know. I'm questioning this. I don't know how safe it is. I don't know if I need it at my age. You know, talk about the Great Barrington Declaration of maybe it's not one size fits all, right. which was traditionally in our society. You know, it's like I have a relationship with my doctor and he's treating me as an individual, not a group or a mass. So, yeah, it's been it's been a challenge for sure. And the fear, I think a lot of that's, you know, the fear of and I think the I think the the, the social cliche or the, the banner was take the shot or die. I mean, that's kind of the people that I talked with. It was that was kind of the choice that it was kind of framed that way for us. So it, it, it's it's been I hope we learn 
from what we've been through. And I hope people continue to say, you know what, um, I need, I'm going to use my voice. John, how optimistic are you that we will learn from what we've just been through in the past few years? Actually, pretty optimistic at this point. It's I think the tide is turning. Uh, you see people backpedaling a lot now. They're in the backstroke trying to say, no, we didn't really say that. Uh, we kind of said this. Uh, we, we did it just to keep our business open. We did it just to do this. We, we followed the rules of the health district, whatever. Uh, which I find to be one of the most, you know, criminal things that they, the, the, the health district got to tell people what they could do with their businesses. Mm-hmm. So I do think it's coming back around and it's slow. What scares me a little bit in that room full of hope that I have is that people are really easy to say, oh, wow, whew, pressure's off. We don't have to do the shots or masks anymore. Now I just go back to work and not think about it again. Where meanwhile, the people that don't sleep are continuing to force the force the issue they're continuing to get seat get tighter clamps on like for example the who the who's trying to pass legislation and throughout the world right now that any pandemic and the pandemic is qualified only by their decision and they'll have the ability to to uh to start a vaccine passport worldwide yeah. so unelected non-american officials will get to make decisions for the entire united states of america and all the other countries based on their perception of a pandemic, which we could see from last time, if there's anybody we shouldn't trust, it would be them. And they're saying, no, no, trust us. We've got it. And they have complete control over us. So that scares me that we're letting off the heat, letting off the pressure on that. We need to make sure that they're held accountable for these decisions and and these purposeful decisions. It's a great point. The World Health, Health Organization that you just mentioned, the CDC, they all lost some credibility can and 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 this these institutions that we once really trusted it, it sort of makes you question you know all the things that we trusted years past but it certainly it raises questions about the people who occupy those those spaces as as John just articulated these are people who were not elected and and in the case of the World Health Organization that's kind of terrifying because i don't think the united states is well represented there <laughs> no, I mean, and John alluded to that, right? We we lose our democratic voice, right, as a sovereign nation and a sovereign people, if we give the power to to a global organization that has that authority. I mean, uh, I think we need those organizations to some degree, but right now they don't have the teeth to enforce uh, their policies. I think it would be scary for a democracy to give our power and our sovereignty over over to that, but but you, I think you're right, Michelle. The our 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 government institutions have been captured, right, by ideologies, but also by private um, interests. By by in the case of the CDC and the FDA and the NIH, by the drug companies, and and of course that's not democratic either. And as we move forward, I you know I think it's I think we need leadership, whether it's in Washington or the media or or you know, business leaders to stand up and say, let's, let's re let's regain the trust of our government and our institutions, our, our social institutions. And and that needs to happen. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, John, I guess the the last thing I want to ask you, because I, I, I'm going to admit it. You're one of my favorite players of all time. My dad, absolutely. My dad may rest in peace. Your biggest fan, you know, the Stockton, the Malone, Stockton, the Malone. He could, he just was just 
and you're, you know, your way of playing basketball was just a thing of beauty. And, and, you know, my husband told me when I left the NFL and I was going to do this stuff, he said, you realize that when you were just covering the NFL, pretty much everyone liked you. And now you're going to only 50% of the people are going to like you. (laughs) And, and I feel like, and, and can I, uh, this applies to you as well, John, I, I feel like it, I don't know, does it, does it hurt a little bit to have people who adored you as a player sort of think you're nuts? Well, I, I, maybe I don't dwell on that. Just like I didn't back in the day when you're playing and you, you walk out of, you walk out of another opponent's arena and people are yelling these terrible things that it's just, you know, it's water <laughs> off the Dutch rear end. It doesn't really matter. And, and maybe that's how I think of it. That's how I take it. I'm also not hearing it. I don't have any FaceTimes or, or, um, social media whatsoever. So uh, I'm not really exposed to it. My kids are, and I think they have to wear, and that, that's always gives me a little little grimace that they have mm-hmm. to hear things about their dad. But again, they're, they're mature, they're adults now, and they've been through it. So really not much harm there. No harm, no foul. <laughs> well, I, that, that makes me happy. Um, it really does take strong people like you too to step up with the courage and be able to confront these things. I hope we have more of you in the United States of America to do this. I, I still think, and I, you know, I still think we're the, like you said, John, we're the last best hope on earth. And it, but you, we can easily suffer death by inches. And the, these last couple of years have, have, have scared me about that mostly because of the suppression of speech, the suppression of questioning. Um, so Ken final word to you, how optimistic are you about where we are headed? I, I am optimistic, optimistic because I think, you know, in the core of who we are as human beings, we desire freedom. We desire autonomy. And, you know, there's going to be waves. There are going to be ups and downs. You look at human history, but it seems to me um, that ultimately the human spirit that that is begging and longing to be free and and independent and and autonomous is, is will win the day over the long haul. John, you agree? I do. And if you don't mind me adding one thing, our biggest frustration, one of our biggest frustrations throughout this is where's the media? Why isn't yeah. the media reporting this stuff? I know people know. Why aren't they? And here you are. So, you know, so often we look at it and we say, well, nobody's doing it, but you are. And um, I want to salute you in return that you're not taking any small steps here either. And uh, I'm grateful that you're willing to do it. You're, you're a, a big name in sports and you are technically media. So thank you for, uh, for you stepping up and doing all this yourself. It's a big step. Yeah, here, well, here. Thank you so I, much for being here. Yeah, listen, I, I, like I said, when I sat down and met with these women in Minnesota and I saw a once perfectly healthy woman who had run marathons not be able to get up off the couch because it would spike her heart rate. In fact, even just lying there on the couch, her heart rate was way up and she was reclining to try to bring it down. This strong, formerly strong woman. And I met a number of them, and I've since met more, and talking to, to people like you. This is not to be ignored, and this is not to push fear. This is to ask questions 
which is what we are all about and what science is supposed to be about is asking questions. So it is amazing that there's not more curiosity, but I'm hoping after talking to the two of you and others that that curiosity will will start to peak a little bit more. John, I salute you. Ken, salute you. And I, I'm really grateful you agreed to come talk to us. Thank you so much. Good Thank you. Thanks, Michelle. This has been Sideline Sanity. Be brave and do good. Thanks, everyone. Happy to talk once again with Charles Thorngren, the CEO of Legacy Precious Metals. You know, I think it still is confusing to people, uh, some people, uh, as to why a precious metals investment would be a worthwhile one, particularly at this time when they're thinking, I'm doing all I can to put gas in the car. Why is now a particularly good time? And we'll go from there to how small of an investment is worthwhile for someone. You know, great question. And I think the the importance of why really comes into the fact that we have to save for ourselves, whether it's a little here, a little there, whether it's making it a plan and putting out so much a paycheck, whether it's making sure we fund our retirement account. We have to realize we are responsible for ourselves in the long run. <laughs> you mean that no one else is going to ride up and save us, you know, on some white steed? It ain't going to happen. <laughs> it ain't going to happen. You know, that, and anyone who's promising to do that is getting ready to take advantage of you in some form or fashion. Yeah. And so so if if I'm an investor, a potential investor, and I'm looking at legacy precious metals and I'm saying to myself, yeah, I, I, this sounds smart. I don't have a lot to spend. What would you tell that person? I would say, do what you can. If you never start, you never get there. So the most important step you can take is saying, I'm going to take care of myself and my family. I'm going to make it a plan. I'm going to take action. I'm going to start in the way that's comfortable for me. That's the important thing. The first step is always the hardest. But once you take that first step, the second step is easier. And then you're moving. And then once you're in motion, it's hard to stop you. So that first step, most important step. I always tell people they can call and talk to an IRA expert or, or check out the, the guide that they can download for free, the investor's guide. What, what is the number one question that you get from people who are first-time investors? The biggest question I get, is this right for me? That is the question. And that comes from everyone. So so everyone's asking the same, is this right for me? And yet we're all so unique. And, and yet it, it is a sound investment for just about any portfolio, isn't it? It is. We, even though we're all unique, that uniqueness is going to tailor the way we begin the investment. Okay. But we're all in the same situation. That's the one thing I think we seem to forget in today's society. Whether you agree with somebody or not, we're in this together. America is in this transition that we're in right now. We're dealing with the same issues. Some people like them, some don't, but we're all in it together, right? So the need is the same. How we prepare and how we invest is what changes from person to person, but we all have that same need. It's a great point. And again, I encourage people to 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 just make the call, pick up the phone. That step is always the hardest. I'm not sure why that is. In any kind of effort that you make in life, whether it's weight loss or exercise or investing some way to better your life, it always seems like that first hurdle is is the challenge. Uh, but when they call, who who are they going to talk to? Who what what's going to be on the other end of the line for them? 
Great question. You're, you're going to speak with one of our customer representatives and their job is not to sell you metals, right? We have a much different approach. We're going to answer all your questions. We're going to show you what options you have. And on the rare occasion, this isn't right for you. We're going to say this probably isn't right for you. Um, we have a gold company here, but you know, I, I say it all the time. What we actually deal in is customer service. We want each and every individual that calls to get the answers they need to be able to make the decision that's right for them. And we want to do that in a way that's not pushy, that's not salesy. And that's what makes my team so special. We care about each and every caller. And we're going to show you what options you have. And then you get to make an informed decision. So don't be afraid of the phone call. It's the best thing you can do. And this is why I am so honored and I feel privileged to be sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. They're the ones that I'm going to deal with. And I encourage you to pick up the phone, give them a call, even easier. Go check out their their guide. It's a free investor's guide at LegacyPMInvestments.com, LegacyPMInvestments.com. But as you said, Charles, pick up the phone. You're going to talk to someone who can answer your specific questions and get get the ball rolling, get get started, do something that is a long-term play for your family's benefit. Charles, it's always great to talk to you. Thank you so much. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's always great to be here. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.